Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Date up. How about that game today? Well, there was more than one, but we're going to break it all down now with Sound Off with Murphy and Sears. They're the best, or top 10, or top 100, or just watch the show. Regionally okay. Glink! Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. A champ kind is the best, as he pointed out, John, uh, more than one game today. Yeah. Boy, what a game it was. Lots of good games. Yes. Games. We'll have games coming up. Hey, we're on time. We're glad you're with us. It's Wait, time so to we, sound we off. had a Sunday night game before us and we're on time? Yes. First time ever. This is fantastic. Let's enjoy it. Time to sound off. 515-282-9010. The Hawkeyes rack up 316 first half yards and hold Northern Iowa to just 20 yards. Hawks improved to 3-0, 38-14, and it was not that close. Meantime, the Cyclones get their offense going behind Zeb Noland and Hakeem Butler, but Oklahoma just a bit too much. Sooners have their revenge. 37-27 the final. Let's sound off. 515-282-9010. Hmm? The Hawkeyes sure did their part setting up Saturday's primetime showdown. Iowa's offense finally showed up strong, and when it counted, the defense continued its three-game domination. Total mismatch against you and I, and we know the Panthers often hang with the Hawks. Not this year. Meantime, 22-point favorite Wisconsin crapped the bed. The Badgers lost at home to BYU. Instead of number 25 Iowa hosting number 6 Wisconsin, we get unranked versus 18. Still, this should decide how the West is won. For the first time, Big Ten teams lost seven non-conference games, five from the West. Nebraska lost to Troy and paid Troy more than a million dollars for the public pantsing. The Cornhuskers start the season 0-2 for the first time since Ten Commandments. The movie Ten Commandments, not actual delivery by the prophet Moses. Nebraska has lost six straight home games. Cooter Ray hasn't been this discouraged since Bo Pelini kidnapped his cat for a Christmas card. Iowa State's no contest against South Dakota State looms larger each week. Cost the clones needed reps before Iowa and now, despite clear improvement, ISU sits 0-2. Cyclones must win the Akron game, and the Zips just beat Northwestern. After Akron, ISU has three straight against top 20 teams. Iowa State also added a 12th game against Incarnate Word. The name made it a punchline. The Cardinals are relatively new to football, but they do have scholarships. According to this week's Sagarin computer rankings, 
The Cyclones play college football's toughest schedule, so we can give ISU a pass on incarnate word, which admittedly does sound funny. Credit Jamie Pollard for being transparent about not wanting another hard game and for getting any game at all back on the schedule. It's one more chance to cheer and tailgate. Who says no to that? All right. It's finally time to talk about one of the biggest travesties of the NFL. And believe it or not, I'm not talking about all of the ridiculous roughing the passer penalties. No, I'm talking about the tie, the draw. Two weeks into the season and we have two ties, two. Why does the NFL think this is okay? The most popular sport in America that makes billions of dollars can't figure out a system to produce a guaranteed winner. That's garbage. It's like cutting into your birthday cake only to find it's filled with vegetables. It's like walking into Yankee Candle, pinking out a pumpkin buttercream candle jar, taking it home, and instead it smells like wet dog. It's like heading out to see your favorite band in concert only to find out it's a tribute band performing, not the original. So much fun and buildup that results in unsatisfied disappointment. Fans get amped up all day for their game and then poof, tie, no winner. NFL, wake up. There should never be a tie in a football game. Hmm, I wish there was a system that always produced a winner. Oh, that's right, there is. It's called college football. Just last year, Buffalo and Western Michigan played seven overtimes, seven. You know what it produced? A winner. You know what it didn't produce? A tie. As the great Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. No one says you play to tie the game. This is big boy professional football. There should be a winner and a loser, period. Every week, every game, winner, loser. I don't care if you wanna have an obstacle course to determine the winner, an eating contest, or a dance competition. Every game should have a winner. It's time to join me on the crusade. End the ties in the NFL. Dance contest. Why has no one ever thought of this before? This uh, let's get exactly. it started here with... You play to win the game. Yes, you play to win the game. In Indianola. Hello, Al. What did you think of the Vikings and Packers? Fantastic game that ends in a tie. I thought the Packers got screwed on that call in the fourth quarter on Matthews, which completely turned things around. They did. It was even for the game, though. The, the Vikings also had one go against them. That was just a crazy call that this stuff is called. This, was, this is very unsatisfying to me because this was yeah. a great football game. Against two, a storied rivalry in Lambeau Field. Great two, two great teams going back and forth. Super Bowl contenders, and it ends in a tie. Who wants to see a tie? Let's stay in Indianola with Mike for Packers and Vikings. Your takeaway from this game, Mike? Lost Mike there. Sorry about that. We'll go to uh, Les in Ames. Hello, Les. Up, Les. Welcome to Sound Off. I'll bet you're going to change us over to the Cyclones. Oh, you already know, guys. Uh, a couple things. Just Kyler Murray was spectacular here in Ames, man. Credit to him. That guy's super. He's super electric to watch. Uh, he picked our defense apart. We need to tighten that up. And you know what? Hakeem the Dream Butler had an awesome freaking game. I'm really excited for what he's going to do this season. Yeah, uh, good points, Les. It, it, Kyler Murray is so fun to watch. and He's like a one-year rental to, to win the championship. He's a better baseball player, apparently, than a football player. <laughs> he's, he's, he, it was kind of cool. I think they, they said on Saturday that he makes more money, is going to make more money than 
Lincoln Riley, the Oklahoma head coach, because he's going to get the big signing bonus. With the from, Oklahoma A's. With the Oklahoma A's. Yeah, like so, $5 million. Yeah, it, it's like a one-year rental for Kyler Murray, but he's really good. But Hakeem Butler, this is what they need out of him. He was absent oh, during the Iowa game. What a what a run. This is what they need from him run. during the year. He's big, he's powerful, he's strong. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges Joe in Thunder Country has our first nominee. Uh, Joe says, Mr. Oh, Soundoff, yeah. John. Why do you call him yeah. Mr. Soundoff, Joe? Oh, it's spreading. Uh, Mr. Soundoff, John Sears looks like hard knock star Carl Nassib now with the Bucks. Tiny ref? That's that's better than Beaker. Physically, our uh, he's probably thinking our physiques are similar. Uh, just you know, faces probably aren't the same. All right, Jason and Alvia says Hawkeye defensive back Michael OJ Mudia uh, looks like comedian Kevin Hart. Tiny ref. Wow, tiny ref. Tiny ref is really a bad being tough. Yeah, well he's he's got standards. Okay. All right, guys. Hearing that Iowa State is scheduled a game with Incarnate Word wasn't too disturbing. But here's what was. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Starting a new feature this week with the help of Old Spice and Tiny Ref. It is called Knockout. It, it's uh, in the tradition of one's got to go. We present four options and you decide who or what's out. It could be baseball movies, could be light beer, could be breakfast cereals. This week it's Ferentz era quarterbacks. Who do you knock out? So we give you four, you gotta knock one of these out. Ricky Stanzi, Brad Banks, CJ Beathard, and Drew Tate. Pick one of those, you gotta say bye-bye. Knock one of them out. Hard, but I, I, I think I think Beathard is out for me. That's tough, man. He, that 12-0 season. I know, too. I, mean, I know. Every, each one of them has a story. I know. I know. It is. It's uh, already causing quite a bit of debate. We've had about 1,500 votes so far. We'll update a little bit later. Time for this week's What's Bugging Andy? Andy doesn't like non-competitive scheduling. Iowa State has scheduled some school called the University of Incarnate Word to complete their football schedule. That announcement came earlier in the week. But you know what didn't come with it? Any surprise, or let alone shock. Most people, even non-Cyclone fans, were like, yeah, I get it, gotta get that bowl game. And you know what? I was one of them. The fact that we have gotten used to so much in the world of college football is a little frightening. We hear that a Power 5 conference team with 85 scholarships is playing an FCS school with only 63, and we say, okay, we barely bat an eyelash. This is major college football. I mean, we fork out a ridiculous sum of money for tickets, and now even have to make extra giant donations to the athletics department just for the right to buy some of those tickets and we are okay with our teams scheduling games that aren't even supposed to be competitive. What have we been reduced to? When Alabama won the national championship in 1965, every school they played was a major national university. This year, they'll play the Citadel. Clemson, they opened their season with Furman. Furman has 2,600 kids, but Clemson had more of a struggle putting on their cleats than they did with the actual game. 
This isn't a kid's birthday party where dad loosens up the pinata with a few big swings before letting the little kids have at it. We are supposed to want to see how good our teams really are. Now, I wasn't around in ancient Rome, but I'm pretty sure they went to the Colosseum to watch gladiators fight tigers, not turtles. We give professional wrestling a hard time for being fixed. How is this that much different? I know, I know, there are the UNIs and the North Dakota states of the world. Appalachian State is no patsy. But that's just the thing. I mean, fans don't even want these schools anymore because there's too much of a risk you might lose to them. If this term student athlete needs an asterisk these days, then maybe competitive sports does too. And the worst part is, None of what I've just said is going to make me stop watching anytime soon. So, whatever. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. <laughs> He's so right. Uh, celebrating 30 years of Mr. Ed, it's Who's in Your Five, uh, plus time for some live calls. We've got Hawkeye Frank, Jeff, Phil, Matt, among others, waiting to sound off at 282-9010. You can follow us on Twitter, it's SoundOff13, or like us on Facebook, it's SoundOff Nation. We asked Hawkeye fans Saturday if they were rooting for Wisconsin to win. ISU fan chimes in, if they don't win today, the Big West will be considered worse than when Iowa went undefeated. You have to root for whiskey. Justin writes, the Iowa starters have not given up a touchdown in three games. Ference gifted two scores to you and I because he didn't want to run up the score. The defense is legit, but Iowa's offense still needs to improve and cut out penalties if they want to beat Wisconsin. Who's in your five in honor of Ed's 30-year anniversary at Channel 5? Five favorite RV Channel TV, 13. Uh, yes, Channel 13, five favorite RV TV photos. Ed didn't work at Channel 5. That was me. <laughs> uh, Ed the Butcher in Dakota City is number five. Oh, yeah. Um, at guy. number four, Ed's favorite shirt, Legalize Marinara. Rebel with the cause. Yeah, this is from Albia. Asai uh, versus Ed in Webster City at number three. Herky and Ed in Norwalk, that was <laughs> this year. And Fire Marshal Ed from Sheraton. Congratulations, Ed. Been love. a great addition to RBTV, man. He, oh. And people gravitate they sure towards do. Ed. Just love they sure it. do. Yeah. Love Ed. Hawkeye Frank is in Des Moines. Hawkeye Frank, what do you think of these ties? John is uh, starting to try, he's starting a movement to end ties in the NFL. They make me sick. They, you know, people said in the past, it's like kissing your sister. Yeah. But I, I do have a remedy for this. I don't care if it's high school, it's college, it's, it's, it's NFL. Real simple. Whoever scores first, whether it's in overtime, whoever scores first, whether it's a safety, a field goal, or a touchdown, game over. That team wins. That's how it used to be. Yeah. But then people well, complain that both teams didn't get the ball. Ah, too bad. If you win the flip and you score, and uh, and if you don't score, you got a kick or you you turn over and down. The other team gets a chance. But whoever scores first wins. I think it really makes things simple. And another thing, I just wanted to say, I want to give you a compliment. I've been listening listening to your show for many many years, and without a doubt, all of you 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 guys are the best sportscasters in the entire nation. Several reasons. One, you're very knowledgeable, you're very factual, and you say it with enthusiasm. And that's, that's why I like listening to your show. That's a promo. 
Thank you, Frank. It's well, very nice of you. Hey, it's You're been welcome. nice, everyone. Uh, yeah. We're out of here. We'll just end on that. No, it's very, very nice. That we appreciate great. it. Thank Jeff, you. Jeff is in Ankeny. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Murph. Hey, uh, I just had a couple quick things, real, real quick. Uh, I drive a dump truck for a living, so I got to wear a lot of dress clothes to work. Where do you get your suits from, first of all? Because that suit is rocking tonight, man. Oh, I don't, I don't know. You. I don't miss it from Mister B's, maybe. Uh, oh, oh, I Okay, okay. Uh, second of all, I just want to say that. Uh, uh, Skeeter Valentine from Doug Funny looks like Ryan Braun from uh, the Ugly Brewers. Okay, so. you're you're calling in a lookalike. It's I think first that's calling the first calling lookalike. First time well, that's happened. Thank I you. I got I got got a touch on it. Thanks right. a lot, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. We appreciate it. Uh, still ahead, we'll take calls from uh, Phil and Matt. Wave on wave from Kinnick Stadium. Plus results from our first knockout. Ferentz era quarterbacks, who did you knock out? Oh. It is a close vote. 1,700 votes so far, and Bethard is out barely over Drew Tate. This is a close. Obviously, Brad Banks, Heisman runner-up. You know, no one wants to knock him out. I'm surprised that uh, Tate got that many votes. I thought it would be more Bethard or Stanzi. I didn't think Tate would get that many votes. Yeah, Tate, well, it's getting to be what? 13 years ago or been so, a while, 15 yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, he has the Tate to Holloway throw. He was really talented, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't think he'd have that. Stans, he'd love it or leave it, though. He's got America behind him. He's got, and three bowl wins. Yeah. How about that? All right. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Keith, in the tie game today between the Vikings and Packers, Clay Matthews was called for roughing the passer in a play that resulted in an interception and would have given the Pack mm. the win. It was a terrible call. He hit him with his shoulder in the stomach. It's ridiculous. Matthews did not lead with his head or ragdoll Kirk Cousins. Wasn't late. And the Vikings had one go against them, too. So it was even. But it's not football if you can't tackle the quarterback. Terrible. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has 10 touchdown passes in his first two starts, most in NFL history. He looks like the real deal. You can see why they didn't re-sign Alex Smith. It's a small sample, but Mahomes has Chiefs fans excited in all the ways Smith did not. Yeah. Cannon arm, but making the right reads, too. The Buffalo Bills look like the worst team in the NFL. The Bills are so bad. Cornerback Vontae Davis retired today at halftime. Retired during the game. The good news is they've got a rookie quarterback and Nathan Peterman leading the way. They should be mm. fine. The Bills may go 0-16. They're that <laughs> bad. I don't think I've ever heard of a player retiring at halftime. Uh, I've had enough. I'm taking my ball and going home. Just leaving. Out the locker room, gone. Urban Meyer's three-game suspension is over. Meyer tells ESPN he made a bad decision in bringing Zach Smith to Ohio State. He did. Meyer also says the biggest error he made was trying to stabilize the situation between Smith and his wife. I don't think this interview helped him at all. Again. It's clear Meyer does not think he really did anything wrong. And in my easiest prediction of the week, look for Ohio State fans to give Meyer a rousing ovation Saturday. Oh, for sure. When they run onto the field. Count on it. Yeah. 
Over under Paul Cruz. Overrated Adam Sandler as Paul Cruz. Underrated Burt Reynolds as Paul Cruz. Watch that again this week. That was great. All right, we have a couple more calls. Phil in Des Moines. Matt in. Oh, oh hold on. All right. All right, guys, one minute drill. This is what the play is going to be Twins right X double Cobra. Twins right X double Cobra. Double on cobra. one. Right. One minute. Got it. You heard the man. Uh, we'll get it started with Phil in Des Moines. Hi, Phil. Hello. Hi. Yeah, uh, I was listening to the 13 News this morning, and you get, if I'm a Cyclone fan, you had to listen to the Hawkeyes, Wisconsin, and Nebraska before. What is with that? What is with the order of those stories? Yeah. Um, well, the Cyclones played at 11 in the morning, so last night they were the lead story at 6 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., the first three letters of news are new. So Iowa becomes the lead story, and they're playing Wisconsin next week. And Nebraska got upset by Troy, so you keep the Big Ten stories together and then move to Iowa State, which had already been in the previous news cycle. Uh, that's not cool. Okay, thank you. Appreciate the uh, feedback. Can't all be compliments, right? We were, we were riding high for a while. And let me just say this. If Iowa State beats Oklahoma, they're the lead story in every show. Because it's that big a story. Yeah, it's yeah, that big yeah, a story. It was that way yeah. last year. Yeah, they won last year. They were the uh, lead story. Matt is in Des Moines. Matt, you have the final five seconds. Murph Sears of the show. I think it's hilarious listening to the uh, Packers fans uh, complain about the, the penalty today. Why do you think that penalty starts? It's because of Rodgers' soft butt. All right, we do have to go. From last year when Rodgers got. Yeah, the bar penalty, yeah, right? The bar, yep. Uh, that'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. Wave on wave.